to the Pint of Politics podcast. This is episode number 63, and I'm joined again by the ever-reliable Liam Mason. How you doing, mate? The one and only, back again. Yeah, not too bad. What about you? Yeah, not bad. This is the first time we've done one in two consecutive weeks, isn't it? Uh, for a while. while. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but to be fair, it's, it's, been, a, it's been an interesting week. I'd say what you're drinking, but I again, I don't think Ira's are fucking drinking again, are we? I think we've, uh, to be fair, this week, what I can go with, the reason I'm not drinking tonight is because I'm off to Ireland on Thursday for a few days. Um, but the irony yeah. in that, I'm off, I'm off to celebrate the British Queen's Jubilee by going to Ireland for a few days. Um, that's, what, that's what they would have wanted, mate. Yeah, that's what they would have wanted. Um, so I think the beer of the week this week, since we're having to pull them out of our arse, should we just go with a good Irish pint of Guinness? No, well, oh, what I was going to say, I have, I've, I have had a pint today actually, and it was really nice. I've, I've been doing a bit of, like viewing houses and stuff uh, today, and there's a bit of a break in between one, so we thought we'll go and have a drink, and I had a pint of High Wire Grapefruit IPA from Magic Rock Brewery, and it was very, very, very nice. Five point five percent, very nice, very fruity. So yeah, but I mean Guinness is always a good shout, but if we're going to go for the edgy option, yeah. We'll go for the go for the magic rock, uh, yeah, IPA. Yeah, I'm also uh, not drinking too much because on Friday I'm going on a holiday for a week and it's all inclusive. So I am going to be smashing beers all day and it's just going to ruin me. So where are you going? Going to Fort Ventura. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. So that should be good. So yeah, that's that's going to be. That's in the beer of the week next week. Well, I'm not going to be, we're not going to be doing a podcast next week. So uh, there we go. Maybe that's why we do one this week, two weeks in a row, just because we're going to, we're going to deprive you of us next week. Um, right. Cool. That go entire on. fan base goes, oh no. Yeah, everyone's going, ah, oh, gutted. Absolutely gutted. Um, right. Let's get into a bit of substance, a bit of beef. Um, there was. I don't think we've really discussed discussed this particular topic very often um, on the podcast, if at all. But it was another um, school shooting last week in the US. It was in Texas, uh, I think. Was it in Texas? Yeah, Texas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Texas. Um, and it obviously brought up, again, the whole gun control debate because I think specific incidents where they're quite shocking incidents, like this one was, you know, I think 19 people were killed. Um, and some quite young kids obviously have been killed as well. Brings up, drags up again the whole, um, you know, whole gun control be- debate in America, rightly so. Um, and I, I don't know about I don't know about you, but I find it so so mental that this that America as a country is a very obvious solution to the problem that they have of school shootings. Um, but they just seem so reluctant to ever want to do anything about it. So, I mean, what what, what are your thoughts on on this this kind of thing, Liam? It's not very shocking anymore, is it? But no, not at all. Know. That's that's what makes it even worse is the fact that it is just so. All right, what else is new? Kind of news whenever you see it. Yeah, because there's no point, especially from our position. There's no point even being angry or fucked off about it anymore because that country they're all just that idiotic. But what is the point of worrying about it? We already have enough worries in this country. So when uh, if I say, if I read the odd thing on Twitter, I'll give it a retweet and that because obviously it is absolute horseshit that they've never done anything about it. But they are never going to do anything about it. And the reason being, there's just far too much money in it. And the worst thing for me, if this isn't just capitalism on steroids and what is, that the same people who have all the shares in the gun companies are the same people who have all the shares in the hospitals. So they're making money from when some knobhead, some mental nutcase, goes and buys an assault rifle and then shoots loads of people who then end up in hospital and have to pay medical bills. The same fuckers are making money on both sides. I know, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard anything so nuts in your whole life? I know. Like that, that, yeah, that, when, I heard, when I found that out, I was like, yeah, fuck that country, man. Um, yeah, but to be fair... Because of gun laws in America, the best ever tweet I've read online um, came about from it when it was that geezer who said, I'll always defend my right to have an assault rifle because there could come a day where my son has a terminal illness and 
the, the a plane company are refusing to put him on the plane uh, to go to a hospital and he will be going on that plane. And someone just responded to it saying, I need an assault rifle in case one day I have to hijack a plane and take my son to a country that has socialised healthcare. It's one hell of a take for defending gun laws. It's mental, isn't it? Like some of the lengths that these people go to to defend their rights as they see it, um, you know, to have... Uh, a gun and carry a gun is just absolutely it's madness isn't it? and it's you know it's it's quite stunning really the the sort of culture that that america has and obviously like you say there it's wrapped up in the whole um there's a lot of money wrapped up in it as there is with everything and i mean there shouldn't be in in, in an instance like this because it's such a serious issue um but there is and oh you know also it's all wrapped up in the whole like the fact that it's second amendment so logistically if there was going to be a time where it's something they they wanted to overturn it's going to be extremely hard to do so it's very hard to amend anything out of the constitution in the u.s it's one of the most fixed uh constitutions ever there's not been an amendment to the constitution uh since uh, i think the 1990s um so it's and there's only ever been about 20 or something in the you know 200 and 220 odd years that it's been in existence so I, 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 this whole argument that these the people who, you know, they take the constitution at face value and they say, well, well, the constitution says we should have guns. The constitution was written, like I said before, over 220 years ago. And you want to use that as a reference point for how we should enact laws and how we should behave and how a country should function in 2022, in the modern era where the, the founding fathers of the constitution did not foresee a society because no one comes, you, you, no one's going to know what society is going to be like in 200 and odd years. You know, you can't tell me what society is going to be like. So therefore it's absolutely mental that we should make laws that will bind society in 200 years time to those laws that we have made. It's mental. Anyone can see that that is mental. It's something that needs updating. You can't take, Something the constitution is an outdated document, but the problem is it's so hard to rat to amend. Sorry, not ratify, it's been ratified. It's so hard to amend that it's like you can't see anything legitimately changing. And people have got it, it's, it's ingrained in them as well as the money side of it. People really do think they need a right to a gun and they deserve to have an assault rifle. And I watched a video on uh, I think it was a fairly old video, but it got brought up again after the events that, that occurred um in texas and it was a video of cnn basically hired a child actor he was about 13 or 14 they hired him to go uh, do you see this yeah he hired so they hired him to go i'd encourage anyone to go and have a look at this probably on youtube um they hired him and he, and he went into uh, a liquor store tried to buy alcohol got denied because he was underage, obviously. Uh, went into uh, like an adult mag- like adult sex store kind of thing, tried to buy like a magazine, failed, tried to buy a sc- scratch card, didn't obviously too, too young. Goes to a gun fair and, the- and with- within about five minutes, some mad head with a fucking cowboy hat on and a bold and a fucking bold head and that. I mean, I knew I- you could just tell he was bold even though he had a hat on. But some mad head has given him... A, a full like a massive fucking assault weapon and he's bought that and he's 30 and he's gone and the, the fucking guy's going to him not even questioning either he's going yeah that should be pretty good for you sir like what what kind of country is this where they regulate i saw a thing as well that there was a i don't know what, what state it's in I, I don't know if it's 100 true but it was on instagram so again might not be, so it but, must be true. no but i saw a thing that was like uh, there are more in uh, it might be Texas actually. There are more regulations on sex toy ownership yeah, in yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a limit to how many sex yeah. toys you can own. There are six sex toys in Texas. Yeah, but there's no limit to guns. So by very definition, sex toys are more strongly regulated than than guns. If you want to go one better than that as well, go on. Then. You're not allowed to buy. They don't sell Kinder eggs in America. You know, with the ones that come with the little yeah, yellow capsules, because they're a choking hazard for children. But if you want to go and get a gun from a shop and go and shoot up a school full of children, then that is absolutely fine. You fucking crack on, lads. I you know. can do that. But heaven forbid someone buys a Kinder egg. Um, 
yeah, the whole thing is just completely nuts. And on top of that as well, the thing that always makes me laugh is these like, ultra-right-wing, um, super-religious Christian fucking fruitcakes who are like, we are pro-life. Well, the pro-death penalty, <laughs> they're pro-guns <laughs> which kill people. You're not fucking pro-life. You're pro-defending a clump of cells, but when it comes to actually defending live people, nah, fuck him. And on top of that as well, it's going a bit off topic, but in terms of the pro-life thing, <laughs> when you look at the um, the sort like the sort of social uh, sort of rules and laws in to help people once they've had children, there's the non-existent. You don't even get um, you don't even get maternity leave pay in America. I know. Yeah, it's, it is. It's it's like you say. It's, They're not pro-life, are they? To be fair, no. that's probably one of the only times in my entire life that I've ever agreed with Piers Morgan. He had one of these nutcases on uh, Good Morning Britain and he said the exact same argument. And that's one of the few times where I was like, yeah, go on, Piers Morgan, fucking tell him. Because it is just idiotic. Like The way that their brains that work in that country, obviously not all of them. I, I know some Yanks who aren't fucking ultra-fanatic right-wing lunatics. I, I know a family who live there who they refuse to have guns in their house and they even go to the extent of if their kid their kids have friends, they don't want them to stay at their friend's house if their friend's parents have guns. So yeah. they're, really, they're really anti-guns. So obviously we're being quite... like over- Generally, generalised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the fact that this is, say, 35% of the country are pro-gun, it's probably more. It's, it's, a country, it's a country of 320 million people. That mm. means that you have 160 million people who are fucking nutcases yeah. who believe that having that the, the population of a country having access to military grade weaponry is not only not terrible, it's something that should be commendable and that yeah. everyone should partake in. It's just absolutely nuts. I, there's no other progressive first world country, well, progressive in inverted commas, yeah. in the world that has access to military-grade weapons, because why the fuck would you arm the population of your country with military-grade weapons on, because I need to defend my house, or because, or just in case a terrorist walks down the street, I can shoot them. Like, what are the chances of that actually happening, you using a gun to to kill someone who's going to cause mass harm more than you causing mass harm with that weapon? Yeah, well, I mean, one of the, 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 going back to the whole, like, constitutional aspect of it, like the 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 wording of the constitution is for the second amendment is to protect from tyranny because obviously when the constitution was being formed it was still quite a fragile arrangement so they wanted the citizenry to like be able to defend themselves in case of like some sort of tyrannical government trying to overthrow overtake them and stuff it's it's you know obviously you know i'm not saying governments can't be tyrannical now but it, you know, they're not going to be coming in and bashing your doors down and you know you don't need a gun to defend yourself essentially is and it goes back to what you're saying there and to you mentioned that you know these people people who want uh like people who are opposed to gun control are um like a minority and you're right to be fair I've just I've found statistics here for it um so this is from a Gallup poll from 2021 so last year so the most recent data um, so 52% of people in America think they should think gun control laws should be more strict than they currently are. Um, and 35% think that they should be kept as they are now. So essentially no gun control. What a guess. I literally said before 35%. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. Uh, and then 11% think they should be less strict, which I don't know how you could possibly get them... I think there are some states that have individual assault rifle bans, so maybe they would like those states to not be able to ban assault rifles. They think that the, the, the population of America should have access to nuclear but, weapons. But that's still, but that's still, I know, yeah. But that's still 46% of the population who think gun control laws are either too strict or just about right. So they think that in the current... Which is a it's not the it's not the majority of course but that's a massive amount of people and you look at as well more statistics here that I've got up um, there's you know, there's seventy nine percent of gun related killings as a percentage of all homicides so seventy nine percent of all homicides are gun related killings in the U S that's only thirty seven percent in Canada. Thirteen percent in Australia and four percent in the UK. A hundred and twenty firearms per one hundred residents in the US. 
120 firearms per 100 residents. So firearms outnumber people in the US by that metric. I've not misinterpreted. No, that is what that means, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it must be. 120 firearms per 100 residents. That is the largest in any country by some way. The next, the next country after that um, is Yemen with 52 per 100. And then you're going to Serbia and Montenegro with 39. Uruguay, Canada with 34. Cyprus again with 30, 34. And then and there's no other, except maybe Canada, there's no other, like, you know, like you said, first world progressive country on the list of the top 10. Oh, except uh, Finland as well, 32%. I suppose Cyprus isn't a shit old, but you know what I mean? It's, it's a great area, it depends where you are. Um, but it's mental. That is a mental statistic. It's by far and away as the most gun owners and the most guns per person in any country in the world. And yet they still sit there and have this debate. It seems to be like a cycle, a never-ending cycle. They go, and, it, you know, we just we just entered a new stage of the cycle recently. But the cycle seems to go, school shooting, people are outraged about it and demand more gun control. Realise that you're not going to get more gun control because it's such a backwards, weird country. And the debate, you know, sort of fizzles out. And then until another, and then it sort of goes under the radar again, still a debate, it's still a big debate in US politics, but it's sort of not as bad. And then another school shooting, and then the same thing happens over and over again. But the ultimate the ultimate product is that nothing happens, nothing changes. And honestly, I don't see anything changing in the US for some time. You've got Joe fucking Biden tweeting, oh, we should do something about these guys. Yes, we should. You are the president of the United States. You do something about it. It's not like some geezer down the pub who's got no power, works in a warehouse on, on the weekends or whatever, does night shifts and going, oh, yeah, someone should do something about this. Yeah, fair enough. He's got, he should do nothing about it. He just packs for Amazon. Don't worry about him. He can't, he can't influence policy. Joe Biden stood there going, we should do something about this. Do it then. Yes. Look in the fucking mirror, mate. And I know it's very hard to, to, you know, get legislation through the United States. I'm not, you know, I'm not that stupid that I think the president could just click his fingers and something could happen. But uh, ultimately, change needs to come from, and it needs to come from the Democrat Party because it's not going to happen from any other party. The Republicans have got so much NRA backing um, that is, they're never, ever, ever going to advocate for gun control as a party-wide thing mm. because they will lose so much money. Um, but it's got to be the Democrats and the Democrats are in power now. And it's, and it's got to be something that I, that, but this is what I mean. It's the problem. The problem is how you go about doing it. There's a law, the law for amending the constitution in the United States is that uh, I think it's three, it's two third, no, three quarters, three quarters of all States have to agree to an amendment for it to be ratified. So three quarters of the 50 States, if you so that means if just 13 states oppose it, then it will not get passed. And I could think of 13 southern states that will Mississippi, it. Texas, Texas. All those. yeah, all those like think of all those, you know, those sort of rural, uh, you know, southern states, especially, although some in sort of the, 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 the Rust Belt and all those kind of areas. Think of those states. There's at least 13 states there that would oppose it. 100. There's more that would there's more that would support it. I I, I think that 100. There's more liberal states. Uh, up there, you know, all the small ones sort of along the, the East Coast and all that one. But it's it's never going to happen. This is my thing. I don't know why. And I can't imagine, taking it back to the more human side, I can't imagine how I would feel as a parent with my sending my child to school. And it must be at the back of your mind thinking, we're in a country where school shootings happen regularly. My child, I could send my child to school and they might not return. And that's a terrifying thought. And that's that's the horrific aspect of it. And that's why I can't believe that it's it, that no one wants to actually do anything. Well, people do want to do stuff about it, but that people so blindly defend guns and, uh, and having guns when atrocities like this happen. It's very obvious that banning guns would lead to less children dying in fucking schools. You don't get, you know... Yeah, I mean, you might, but you don't get knife-wielding, you know, maniacs going into school. Guns are mass killing machines. Assault rifles, especially mass killing machines, can make can enable you to kill loads of people at once. And that's 
that's that's the be all and end all. And I don't understand what how you can possibly oppose a policy that would see less children being murdered. And like you say, it's such an antithesis. These are the same people who are all pro-life and going, oh, abortion's wrong, you can't murder kids, you can't say... You're supporting guns which kill kids on a regular basis in your country. How can you be such a contradiction within your own views? It's a mental country. Honestly, it's such a shithole. I never want to live there. And on top of that as well, you even get these nutcases. So you said before, 11% think that it's not strong enough, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you think about the population size of America, that's like 38.5 million people who have that opinion. Yeah. 38.5 million people. That's like more than half the population of the entire United Kingdom. Yeah. Gun laws aren't strong enough. And on top of that, with the school shootings, instead of being like, oh, fucking hell, kids are dying, they think that more guns is the answer. Well, we should start arming the teachers then. Oh, yeah, that argument's And it's like, what? What do you mean? What do you fucking mean? How many times when you were at school, right, the class all are on form, they're all roasting the fuck out the teacher and the teacher's (laughs) losing the shit and that. Imagine if they had a gun, they'd just go, right, fuck this, you little pricks. Gun out, just blast all the kids. Just unloads of unloads of fucking clip into the ceiling. Yeah, like that would that would definitely happen. Like that would definitely happen, especially in America. There would be some nutcase teacher whose wife's just left him, <laughs> took the kids. He's gone into school, and one of the kids yeah. calls him fat and says that he stinks and that he needs to lay off the mackies. And then he just fucking blows the cunt away with a um, with an <laughs> with an AR fifteen. Do you know what I mean? It just mental. Would I shouldn't laugh because it's it's so bad. But it just would happen. It just would happen. Um, and then another thing that's mental is that they're like, well, there's no proof that having harsher guns, uh, having harsher gun laws would uh, would have any help. There literally is. When when Bill Clinton put more restrictions on it to, uh, I think it was something like assault rifles were harder to get hold of, but you could still get handguns. Mass shootings went down by like, was it 40, 43% or 45%? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, something, it was something quite big. It was like 45% or something. And then literally that expired in 2004. Lo and behold, the Republicans get in and just say, right, guns are back. Fucking yeah. shootings got 250%. And then they're like, well, no, there's no proof that having restriction like fuck off they're just they're just mental oh, and, and the thing the thing and like i was reading a tweet again similar to what you were just saying um in the uk we obviously had the uh dumblane massacre where uh an armed gunman i think with an assault rifle but well, i could be wrong went into a school and shot and killed uh a load of children and immediately after that, we tightened the laws around gun control. Admittedly, much easier to tight change laws in the UK. We don't have a written constitution, but still, we changed the gun rules. We tightened up gun control, and we've not had um, any sort of mass shooting to that scale since. The, the last shooting incident I can think of is the one oh, in, that happened in Plymouth. And that was, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying only four people, because if it doesn't matter, it's still tragic, but it's not on the same level as these shootings in America where, you know, tens, twenties of people are killed. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's completely mental how these people don't see that, that, you know, that what their, the policies they support are directly, you know, that they're, they're, they're harmful and, they're, and they are, it's a very simple solution that the America just doesn't seem to want to embrace. And it's mental. It's mental to anyone from the outside looking in. I think it's mental to people on the inside looking in as well, to be fair. Oh, my God. Right. So here you go. So go on. 20, so I, I can only find statistics between 2014 and 2020. But these are the amount of mass, mass shootings. This isn't just shooting of one person to another, which happens a whole, hell of a lot more. But this mm. is the amount of mass shootings between 2014 and 2020. So in 2014, there was 269. In 2015, there was 335. In 2016, there was 382. Uh, 2017, 346, 2018, 337, and then 2019, there was 417 mass shootings. And listen to this. In 2020, there was 578 mass shootings. We're all in fucking lockdown. What were they doing? (laughs) Going out shooting people out of boredom, evidently. (laughs) Jesus, man. 578, and that's mass shootings. That is what, what is what constitutes mass? Does it define mass on there? Like as a minimum number of people killed? Let's have a look. Let me. I'll, I'll see what it says. Uh, so gun violence is estimated to cost the American economy at least two hundred twenty-nine billion dollars a year as well. I wonder how much it earns them though. Uh, yeah, true. 
Right, what consists of mass shooting? Oh, yeah, what you consists know, I'm gonna have, of I'm mass gonna have shooting? At my, I'm going to have MI5 at my door. <laughs> oh, I'll just do seven if it's eight. Don't worry about it. Let's have a look. It's just um, a normal shooting then. Right, definitions of a mass shooting. Here we go. This is like the official... It's in the Oxford Dictionary. Right, so um, the Congressional Research Service defines a mass shooting as multiple firearm homicide incidents involving four or more victims at one or more location close to one another. So that's that's what a mass shooting is. All right, okay. Okay, yeah. That's, again, yeah, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 500 what more can you say you could talk about this forever i think it'd be nice it may be interesting maybe we could try to get someone like from the us on that'd be a good debate yeah we'd need we'd need get a gun control person on again yeah, anti-gun be- control but i mean we're not in america so i don't I really don't know how we go about doing that we, we have could, any could, reach in america whatsoever we could pitch some money together and promote our promote our podcast <laughs> on some american forum or something just yeah. go on like the daily stormer you know that neo-nazi forum and just plug our podcast on there <laughs> I'm not sure I want to be affiliated with that, to be honest. No, because we could just laugh at them all when we get them on the podcast. Get them on for House of Commoners. <laughs> Who do you support? Uh, Seattle Sounders. I support the Third Reich. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> they would as well. Yeah, literally. I hope someone clips that out of context from you. No. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of House of Commoners, that is what we are going to go on to next because our guest is in the waiting room. So let's admit our guest and find out who he is. Spoiler alert, it's not anyone exciting. <laughs> oh, I've admitted him. Is he coming? Here he is. Oh, connecting to audio. There we go. Hello, can you hear us? Hello, yeah, I can, yeah. Can you introduce yourself? Hello, uh, my name is Stuart. Uh, I am Connor's cousin and I've been in the pod a few times. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly how I wanted to do it as well. I didn't even have to tell you. <laughs> I, I know the script. I listen every week. Um, brilliant. So I assume you're familiar with the House of Commoners uh, setup layout. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so, right, uh, a few introductory questions. Obviously, we know your name. Uh, your name is Stuart and your last name is Connor's cousin been on the pod a few times that's just all with hyphens in between the the words Um, (laughs) if anyone's interested in finding him on Facebook (laughs) (laughs) Um, what is your age Stuart Connor's cousin been on the pod a few times I'm age 26 26 Uh, where are you from from sunny city of Milton Keynes is a city now is a city now you forget it Uh, and what team do you support? I support Celtic Football Club. Do you want to explain that uh, to people yeah. who might go, oh, Milton Keynes, and he supports Celtic? What's he doing? I've, I've done it my whole life, to be fair. Whenever you say to someone where you're from, and you go, I support Celtic, they're thinking, oh, what's the connection there? It's the whole family thing. So, obviously, we've got a lot of Scottish family moved down this way years ago, and it's just caught on with me, really, and just Celtic for me. Nice. Nice. Um what would you say is your best ever moment supporting Celtic Football Club? Uh, I'd have to say uh, beating Lazio uh, away at the Stadio Olimpico in Rome in uh, 2019. That's that something else. That, yeah. The last minute winner, 95th minute. But it was an absolute. I was there, yeah, yeah. Nice. So How many close. Celtic fans were there? It was about nearly 10,000, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, just under 10,000, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Is that the famous "Follow Your Leader" night? That was it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was the home game before it. Oh, that was the home there, game. there was that one as well after. Yeah, yeah. Rolled up the Nazis a little bit there. Yeah, all, all the Catholics in Rome. That's what it was. Mm. Um. Right. And which team would you want to challenge to our House of Commoners? No one. No team has actually taken the fucking challenge yet. When I, so we had we had uh, Mike who are, I think he challenged Liverpool fans, actually. He was a Luton fan, challenged Liverpool fans. He thought Scousers would be the thickest. Um, then we had Brandon, who challenged... Huddersfield. Huddersfield, was it? Bradford yeah. fan challenged Huddersfield. Uh, then we had Duncan, who challenged Derby, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then now we've got you. Who are you challenging, Stuart? 
Well, if they have a brain between them, I have to say a Rangers fan. You know, if you can find any that are willing to come on. There's probably a few. There's, probably, there's a few sort of English uh, Rangers fans and all that. In there oh, so. always, always are. Yeah. Oh, we missed the trick this week. We should have definitely got a Rangers fan on as well with it being a Queen. <laughs> uh, we should have got. We should have got one to discuss the Queen. I'm sure they'd love that. Um, right, cool. So we're going to get into it. It is obviously ten questions. Uh, Liam is going to keep track of your score. The score to beat is six. That was set by uh, Duncan Potter. Uh, Leicester City fan. Uh, and then after that, after that, it's five, five, and four. I can't remember who got four. It was Brandon, wasn't it? I think, I think. he got four. I don't know. Oh, fun. Oh, it's, did, did anyone get four? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe only three people have done it. I think only three people have done it. Fucking okay, no. This really got off the ground, didn't it? Um, right. Okay. So we're going to go 10 questions. If you take too long to answer it, I'll, I'll count you down. Um, yeah, sweet. Are we ready? Yeah, ready to go. Nice one. Right, question one. Who are the largest party in the Northern Irish Assembly? DUP. Uh, Sinn Féin. Recent election, unfortunately, they, they swung it. Question two. Who did Nottingham Forest beat to secure a place in the playoff final? Huddersfield Town. Sheffield United. That was they They... Played oh, in the semi-final. Cool. Ah, yeah, yeah. I didn't listen to the question. Question three. The most recent high-profile school shooting in the US took place in which state? Texas. Correct. Which county is Thatcher's Cider from? Somerset. That's correct. Question five. Who was US president for most of World War II? Uh, Roosevelt. Correct. Well done. Question six. Which element has the chemical symbol H-E? Helium. Correct. Question seven. What is the name of the Downing Street cat? Uh, Oris Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Simmons. Is it Larry or something? It is Larry. That's correct. (laughs) Number eight. Who is the only Premier League manager to have won manager of the month twice in the season just gone? Uh, Jürgen Klopp. No. Do you know Liam? Yeah, it's Pat. No, it's not. It's Arteta. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) You were so confident. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Question nine. Absinthe is said to have originated in which country? Um, Russia Switzerland I didn't know that either uh, and question 10 who was the first Queen of England uh, uh, Elizabeth the first it was Mary the first unfortunately yeah. what are the scores on the doors Liam five you got five, five. Oh, so you average. go joint joint seconds with Mike and Brandon, that means the score of Duncan Potter is still untouched, still at the top of the leaderboard. But that, here we go. That was Stuart, cousin, been on the pod a few times, taking it on, House of Commoners, five out of ten, middle of the road score. We like to, we like, I like hey, the middle of the hey, road score. Hey, hey, What? You got it wrong anyway, but fucking Pep did get two, you prick. It, Pep got two and Mikel Arteta got two. Which months did Pep get? November and December, and Arteta got September and March. Oh, right. I'm Did not having really? you calling me out on here, you fucking know. Hang on, wait. I've got it here in front of me, look. Premier League. Oh, you probably can't see that. Obviously, you can't see it. I didn't... I I, um, I did Google it, to be fair, and it came up on Wikipedia, so... Yeah, mate. I've sent you on um, on the old uh, Snapchat group. Don't believe you, mate. I don't believe you. I think you chat shit. I'm going to double check it for myself. Oh, yeah, you're right, to be fair. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, right, cool. Stuart's going to stay with us um, because we're going to discuss one of his favourite topics next. Uh, and it is... A... Yo, I need a piss. Oh, well, I don't care about you, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but you, you can jump in when we're slagging the Queen off at some point. Uh, oh, did I just let slip on the topic? Oh, wait, we haven't done Tweet of the Week yet, actually. Oh, maybe I need to wait for Liam to, to, to do it. My Tweet of the Week, though, is... Um, I need to find it, actually. But it's to do with recent events. Uh, the weekend's football was was quite entertaining, I thought. Um, 
there was genuinely someone at work, a customer, who was crying at the end of the game, at the end of the Liverpool Real Madrid game. Um, just a guy that wasn't really there to to see it, to be honest. Um, but this is my tweet of the week. Three finals, zero goals, one title in over three decades, the greatest Liverpool team of a generation. Liam, Liam, what's your tweet of the week then? Go on, you were, you, were, you were bigging it up for so long. Right, one second. Oh, bloody hell. Right, so I've got it. So it's just like a list and it says, Jubilee Weekend Party Pack. Everything you need to be an obedient surf. And it's got a list, right? So enough flags and bunting so that the whole family has something to shag. <laughs> History books to set on fire in case anyone finds out what the British Empire actually did. <laughs> And then it says, a Captain Tom Memorial bong for all the family. (laughs) (laughs) A bong? (laughs) (laughs) It's what he would have wanted. Mate, there's so many more. A posh old lady to talk about cakes with, that one's PG. Paper plates and cups to lay about on your pathetic... (laughs) Paper plates and cups to lay out your pathetic peasant food on, and it's just got plates with the Union Jack on it. And then there's a picture of Prince Andrew and he says, why not dress up as your favourite paedophile? Then <laughs> <laughs> the final one's just some like fucking 19th century boots that just has a, a selection of historic and traditional boots to lick. Brilliant. Yeah, that, that was my tweet of the week. Quite it's enjoyed like... that. Yeah, good. It brings us nicely on to our next topic of discussion, which is, of course, um, the fact that it is the Jubilee weekend coming up. Uh, I honestly can't tell you how many years it is. 60 or 70? It's 70, isn't it? Fuck me. 70 years. That's mental. Um, I think the best thing that I can say about it is that it's a bank holiday weekend, to be honest. And that doesn't even really affect me because I don't have a nine-to-five job. Um, what are our thoughts? Stuart, what are your thoughts on, on the whole Jubilee weekend? Will you be uh, joining in the festivities, hanging up the bunting, licking any boots? Just happy to have the long weekend, to be honest with you. Um, and that's probably the extent of how it goes. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just like any, anything like this that happens, like an event, like a, a Jubilee or like if there's a wedding that comes around like every now and again, Suddenly, everyone gets really patriotic, like from just out of nowhere, really. And you think, like, suddenly, all these Union Jacks are hung everywhere, and like, you walk, even like walking through Tesco, and you got all the Union Jacks up and putting like, everything out, and like being down in London for working out, you, you see it everywhere, and you think, what is going on? Like, you, you would obviously get it, but it's it's a it's a historic occasion. But as soon as the weekend's over, we're all just going to go back to normal, aren't we? Like, because we're just the the normal common people in the day, like serving the queen, like that's that's just how it always is. Mm. So um, yeah, and obviously like it 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 gets onto the whole royal family debate in that as well. And yeah, I know you I know you've discussed this many times before. Uh, you know about like, like should we have a royal family or not? And that question is always going to come back again. Like I see um, today on the news, um, the group called Republican uh, putting up all the. Um, like the banners everywhere and stuff like the um the big billboards and that saying like make Lizzie the last and they yeah. basically get loads of, loads of backlash about it and stuff which I mean you can see it from both sides really um I mean you don't really have to be like a massive royalist to, to like to want to celebrate the jubilee um I mean just the fact that like if you take away the whole like royal family element of it and you think you know it's a woman that's done a job for like 70 years like well into her 90s which I'm sure many people that age probably don't want to go about cutting ribbons and opening stuff and whatever else probably just rather sit at home and you know watch the TV and that but you know from from that point of view yeah like she's still going but I think it's what she represents more than anything it's like it, it is really something that we still need in a modern age um, and so many people get wrapped up by it as well like just get taken in by it and you think like this person just doesn't give a fuck about you or like you know, any and that even goes for like politicians and that as well, which you've discussed many times before. But like, yeah, and, and then you know we'll have a massive weekend of it by pretending we're all like happy as a country and that, and like bring your neighbours together for a picnic and all that. You know, and you think, yeah, you don't even never talk to your neighbours, but yeah, go have a picnic with them. 
you know, by Monday morning, you'll go back to being strangers again. So yeah. it's, 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 like, it's one of them things, isn't it? I think people just want excuse, like, like an excuse to have like a bit of a do and that. And have a, have yeah, a which I get that. Yeah, anyone would. And, and they're saying, you know, the whole debate about it, around it is going, oh, you know, it's been a tough time the last two years of what's gone on. You know, like times are hard now. Like let's have a few days to celebrate. Yeah, I get it from that point of view, obviously. And it's nice to have a long weekend for it. But I mean, like, obviously like, with anniversaries, you can't help when they're going to fall. But I mean, at this point in time where, you know, we're living through a cost of living crisis and people have got to make a choice whether to feed their children and like not have any food for themselves or they can't get hot, can't get food to heat up from a food bank because they can't, they have the money to pay for their gas. And you think, you know, it's, it's such a, a like a, you know, the contrast and situations between like those at the top and those at the bottom. It's never been wider. And that's shown even more like, this whole celebration this weekend in the Jubilee, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It comes. It comes at a time like you say where, I like you say you can't you can't help when our, our anniversary of being queen is or whatever. But yeah, it, it comes at a time where I I think that the 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 contrast like you said between those at the top and those at the bottom is is so stark and it's so sort of poignant at, the, at this moment in time. And yeah, I I, th- I think most people like you said before, I think most people. I don't think I've never met that many people who are active royalists who sit there and go, I fucking love the queen. I'll defend her with every single fiber of my being. I'll defend all the Royal family. Um, I think the thing is most people just don't care. No, most people just think it's a status quo. We've had it for ages. Why change it? And then there's people on the other side who think, actually, no, this is quite problematic. And it is, it's like you say, it represents in my opinion, everything that's wrong with our society, I don't see the point in having a queen anymore. It's like, it's 2022. And you mentioned it there, you know, it's not really a, a modern thing, you know, monarchs and that you know, obviously we're always going to have hierarchy in society, but nothing epitomizes it more than having a fucking queen who like, I mean, worked for 70 years. I mean, she, like you say, she's dicked about cut a few ribbons and shook a few hands. Um, it's, it, I don't buy into this whole argument that she's, you know, been a loyal servant to her country. I'd have a hundred, if you just told me that I had to work for 70 years, but the vast majority of it is not actually doing any hard work, then I would take that. And I, oh, and you get to live in a massive palace. Yeah, 100% I'll take it. But going back to the point, it's not, it's not something that we need anymore. I don't see what the, what the royal family benefits how it benefits this country. People say it's traditional. Well, not all traditions are good traditions. We used to hang people in the street. We used to not let women have the vote. That was traditional. Traditions have to change at some point. Traditions become outdated. So the whole tradition argument, that's bullshit in my opinion, because traditions are evolved. They, they have to evolve. Uh, people, people say, oh, the tourism. Oh, you know, well, the, the, the royal family bring in so much tourism. Well, they still would. The concept of a royal family that used to be there would still bring in tourism because what you could do if the Queen was and the royal family was abolished is you could open Buckingham Palace and make it a massive museum, uh, make it as a tourist attraction, like the Palace of Versailles in in, uh, in France. You could make it a big tourist attraction and pay people to go in. So you're still generating money. You could, you could have all the Queen's guards or whatever. They could still dress up in the hat and whatever. Let them have it if they want. But it's not a thing that is... I don't see the major benefit a queen or a king has for this country anymore, especially considering that she was spending money on defending a fucking paedophile, not her specifically, but the Royal family was spending money on defending a paedophile until recently. Um, And all just the abhorrent things that they like represent and have represented over the years. There's photos you can find of like the queen doing the Nazi salute. Like the, you know what I mean? These aren't the people who we should be choosing to represent our country. We don't choose them. That's the irony. But these aren't the people that, that we should have representing our country. We say, oh, they represent everything that's good about the country. Do they? If everything that's good about the country is inequality, then yes, they do. But that's not a good thing. That's a very, very bad thing. So yes, they do a very good job of showing everyone how inferior they are. There was the, the, the thing a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what it was, some sort of like uh, royal event where there was a fucking Rolls Royce driving her crown around. A Rolls Royce for her crown that's probably worth thousands and thousands of pounds, if not millions. A Rolls Royce just to transport a hat. And there's people on the streets 
homeless. There's people who have got, like you said before, a cost of living crisis, struggling to feed their kids, struggling to feed themselves. People having to work two jobs just to just to pay the bills and make ends meet. And you've got that. And it's it just seems like I don't get how the, the like working class people as well, especially I don't get how they think, oh, yeah, this is great. This it's it, it's a mockery of everything, of all the hard work that these people do to try and make ends meet and to try and provide for their kids and provide for their families. It's a mockery of it when you've got someone who's here purely by chance, purely by birth, has been born into the right family and has spent a whole life completely privileged in in wealth that is unimaginable for the vast majority of, of people in, in the world, let alone the UK. And it's it, I don't get how people can get behind this and think... I used to be really ambivalent on the issue, but now, but recently I've it's probably like I was saying this earlier, it's probably my most like left wing opinion that we should abolish the monarchy. Um, but I just don't see the point of it anymore. I don't I don't see the point. Yeah, Liam, but we get an think? extra yeah, but we get an extra bank holiday, so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like I saw I saw a tweet earlier. I think you retweeted it as well, mate. I think uh, it was um it was uh, like, oh, a trade deal. Um, yeah. You, uh, I, I, yeah, I received 70 years as unelected head of state, 325 million pounds in assets, 67 million of taxpayers' money, the ability to circumvent the law and the divine right to rule. And you receive an extra bank holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go on, Leo. Yeah. I know you've got a lot to say about this. Me, to be fair, I actually don't have as much to say of it as you think. Um, I, I agree with everything that you've just said. To be I love the Queen. That's what you just said. <laughs> um, to be honest, I agree with pretty much everything that you just said there. Um, out of ev- out of all, like you said, that's probably the most left wing standpoint you have. It won't be for me. I'd say that it's not top of my priorities abolishing the monarchy. Oh think- no, it's not because the, I don't the, think it's actually going to happen anytime the, soon. The thing, is, the thing is, even if it did, the money that they pull in or that they are paid or whatever you want to call it. Um, I just don't think that it would be reinvested in the poor. Oh, anyway. it goes to some other dodgy fucker. Goes, oh, yeah. yeah it it, so. I think that as an institution, like I understand exactly what you're saying and I do agree with you that whilst people are poor on the street, homeless on the street, why is, yeah, the Queen's crown being drawn around in Rolls Royce? It's just absolutely insane. But to be honest, I'm going to try and spin it a little bit because obviously you're both giving quite similar opinions on it. Um, as as a person, the Queen as a person, she seems reasonable enough. I've never thought that she seems like a complete and utter cunt, but like you say, it's hard to defend it because of what they stand for. And yeah, to be honest, I don't really have anything more to add. Like I do just agree with what you've just said. You couldn't put it anywhere. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think she's a horrible person individually. You know, I, I I mean, I wouldn't, if someone was like, Oh, you've been born into a family where you just get to sit on a throne and live in a palace. I'd be like, yeah, fine. Whatever. As a person, she's not the worst in the Royal family by any stretch of the imagination. Prince Philip was definitely worse. Some of the racist shit he came out with. Prince Charles also the wor- one of the worst. Uh, obviously, Prince Andrew is the worst. Um, but as as you know, it's not it's not a slight against her personally. You know, I'm not one of these people who's who's like, oh, you know, uh, you know, she's a horrible person. She's probably not. She's an old lady. Um, don't often get horrible old ladies. Well, they can. But you know what I mean. <laughs> she didn't really get very old. So. Um, <laughs> In the mud. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, so uh, yeah, I don't, it's not again, it's not a personal thing. I mean, as if she's listened, going, those bastards, you know, I sound like I'm apologizing, going, going, oh no, I'm busy. She's going, she's, oh, I can't believe those lads at Pint of Politics slag me off, she says, as a butler like files her toenails or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's just what it represents, and it's just as an institution, like I said, I don't think we need it. And we, we, we spoke, we we're speaking earlier about. America not being able to abandon outdated concepts. Well, I think in this case, we are just as guilty of not being able to abandon a very outdated concept. The only difference is you can't imagine the Queen bouncing into a school with an assault rifle and blowing away 19 <laughs> kids, can you? Well, that's true, but yeah. Um, so I think I think yeah. we take the point for... Oh, yeah, we do. We do take the point for the Queen not actually murdering anyone. Um but you know, yeah, our, I mean, our, our outdated concept is nowhere near as deadly. As no, so I think, I no, think we win that one. Yeah, it's not. Well, you keep you're seeing more like states. Like obviously, Barbados. I think it was recently 
like renounce the queen as their head of state. So I think gradually it is going to become a thing. I mean, the queen might die before all the countries renounce her. Um, she's quite old. But I think gradually a lot of countries are seeking to sort of break with the idea of the monarchy and like recognition of what it stood for. For a lot of countries that the queen is still head of state of, um, that, that stands for a, a colonial past, mm-hmm. it, which Britain should not be proud of. Um, so I, I think gradually, when, once people start to associate it more with that, which I think people do, I think as, as people read more more about history in their past and they have more reasons to be disgruntled with it. So I think, I, I don't know, I, I don't, what do you reckon? This is this question. Do you see it in our lifetimes ever, ever changing? Stuart, what do you think? Do you, do you see a time in the future where the monarchy doesn't exist? Um, I, I don't think it's, it, it will exist, I think. It, it just it just will. I mean, like, I think the like the the number of people that are part of the royal family and like all the the people and like the generations that have come through now since the Queen, there's there's just too many people in it for it to survive. I think. Um, but I, I think the um, I think because of the length of time the Queen has been like the monarch for, I think she's sort of like a bit of an institution in herself because it's a bit of like a it's a rare thing for somebody to have reigned for this long, mm-hmm. like you know longest reigning monarch ever and like to get to this age as well like you never see obviously healthcare has changed but you never see like a king or queen ever get to this age in the past um so yeah i think like as as a she's like almost like an institution herself within the royal family so i think once then she eventually dies um i think yeah i, I think support might sort of rein in a bit for it um but, i mean you still want to get these things like uh like you still get your royalists and you have like celebrations yeah. for their anniversaries, jubilees, and that. that that will still happen. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think like time time's moved on. And to, to be honest, like for me, I, I can see it being in danger of being abolished. I think to be honest, if I was whoever the royal family liaise with in regards to public image, I think I would be tempted to skip Charles. And just give it straight to William, and because he's quite young, he seems quite likable. If you want to sort of present the, the monarchy in a better light to people like ourselves who think it's just ridiculous and it's past the past the sell by date, if you give it to someone quite young like that, they might be able to sort of transform the image as being more welcoming and more progressive. I think if they did something like that, then yeah, I think less people would have something. Oh, to Charles say isn't going to let him pass over him though, is he? He's been fucking well, waiting for well, years I mean, for his mum to croak it. That's what I mean. Everyone knows that he is a complete bellend. Mm. So it doesn't do anything for the, what we're saying, he's going to be king for what, 20 or 30 years? So that's another 20 or 30 years. Is it his 70s now, isn't he? Or is it, am I wrong? I don't know. How old is he? That's a lot. I think he's in his 70s. Yeah, I think. I think he's in his 70s. Sorry, yeah. in 20 years if he's lucky. Like, if he lives as long as his mum, obviously. Oh, so he's 73, right? Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, so, so maybe, like, not even 20. Like hopefully, not, hopefully not even five. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, yeah, five yeah. years? Five years or weeks? Days. <laughs> uh, this is the thing though, as well. Like, how would it... How would that happen, an abolition of the monarchy? Because... It's not going to come from a revolution. I think we can fairly establish that. The, the UK public didn't even, you know, uh, launch any sort of violent resistance when the government were telling them to stay inside and not hug their grandma who was dying. So I think, we, I think we've accepted now that the, the tolerance level of the British public is pretty high. So it's not going to be a, there's not going to be a violent revolution. I think that's, com- that's completely out of the picture. Um, so that leaves... Surely, the only way that they that the royal family would disband would be of their own of their own choice, because the government can't vote to abolish the the monarchy. Well, I mean, technically they could, because the queen or the the monarch does just give assent to all bills. They don't, you know, the monarch by custom doesn't get involved in politics, but. People, you know, it, it has to be like a, a strong like Labour left wing government. So it's not it's not whether it will happen. It's also how it will happen. And that's where I also struggle to see it happening within our lifetimes, because there's no way the conservative government are going to, uh, you know, support something that sees the monarchy abolished. They absolutely love tradition. Um, and there's no way that Labour, even in its current form, are left wing enough to support a policy like that. 
I think it would change. Like, I think what you said relates to like public image. I think that's probably fair. I think if the, if the public opinion sort of sways significantly in, in the other way, but I think at the, at the moment is a minority of people who would like to see the monarchy abolished. I think there's, there's, I think most people fall in the, just keep it how it is. We don't care. Whereas my, and then there's a, a section as well who will who say actively support it. But I think if you ask most people on the street, they would just say, I'm not bothered. You, you'd, you'd, you'd find the odd person who says, get rid of it. You'd find the odd person who says, no, absolutely, please keep it. And I think most people just say, I don't care enough. Um, I think if you asked that in Glasgow, it'd be a bit more split between keep it. <laughs> well, and it depends it. where you go. Yeah, well, if you ask in fucking Kent, then you'd probably get a lot more, you know, people going, "Oh yeah, please do defend her with every fibre of your being." But I wonder what I wonder what that consensus would be like in Belfast. <laughs> probably very fifty-fifty, I'd imagine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to add. I mean, yeah, enjoy your bank holiday weekend. But I think the majority of people will be enjoying it for that reason alone. That it's a bank holiday weekend. You might get roped into a street party where you have to wave the union jack about a bit. And you know, I don't mind a bit of you know selective patriotism. You know, look at the World Cup and the Euros, for instance. That's you know, I, I don't mind a bit of that. It, it's not, it's not really, it doesn't really hurt anyone. But you know, I, I, I just don't. In terms of the whole monarchy debate, I. I fall on the side of I just don't see the point of of the monarchy anymore, especially in the current times that we're living in, and and how you know questions about the inequalities in our society are really coming to the forefront. And I think nothing exemplifies it more than having a, a, an aristocracy, um, like a, you know a royal family at the top of society, looking down on everyone like they're peasants. Um, yeah. Anyone got anything else to add on that one? No. No. No, I summed up quite well, I think. But nice. besides that, Connor really likes the Queen. Um, yeah, she's actually a really nice person, to be fair. I met her a couple of times. If you ever got the opportunity to meet the Queen, would you meet the Queen? Say if you did something sensational and you were going to be rewarded for it, would you meet the Queen, Connor? Well, well, like knighted? Yeah, or like just meet the Queen, like an MBE or something. Well, for what? Am I being knighted or honoured? No, an MBE, for example. What's that, sir? No, no, an MBE is just like an award. So in your your example, it'd be for services to working on a bar or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that classic award. <laughs> um, I mean, so I get to call myself Connor Lawson MBE. Is yeah. that yeah? So I mean, yeah, probably. Would I would say. Her, would you shake your hand and that? And I, that, I wouldn't say you? no. It's just an ego thing, isn't it? Really? Or would you say? Would you say thank you, Mind Fuhrer, and all that stuff? Uh, I mean, probably I would maybe drop the the, the Mind Fuhrer part, but um, you know, other than that, that's a second Nazi reference you've made today. Um, but yeah, it's the, it's the jubilee. What do you expect if the Queen can do it back in <laughs> that which is eight years old, mate? Oh dear. Right, we're going to finish up then with the worst take of the week. Uh, and it's this one from a Twitter user called Arbitology. Weird name. Uh, why do people think restaurants are basically fine and would still exist under socialism, for Christ's sake? Please think about it. Just think about it for half a second. Really getting my mind blown. Um, yeah. So socialism is when restaurants are banned, apparently. Thought you might have something to say about it. It's a bit of a shit one, to be honest. I couldn't find anything really outrageous. Um, I, to be fair, I've also got this one from Robbie Knox, uh, which is laughing at Liverpool today is a bit like taking the piss out of your mate who has banged two of Little Mix for only fingering the other two. A bit of a weird analogy. But um, yeah, there wasn't really much controversial uh, yeah. material out there. I did scroll through Sophie Kikoran's timeline, but... Um, of course she did. Just the same old shit, really. So here's a really shit one from her. I, I literally just clicked on it. If only the Brit, if only the Brits adopted America's patriotism as opposed to their wokeness. Brilliant. That's the worst yeah. take of the week from Sophie Kikoran again. That's the third time she has won this award. Every single one of her tweets could be the worst tweet of the oh, week. Oh, I know. It's, it's appalling. It's a, it's she she blocked the Pirate Politics account. She hasn't blocked my personal account because obviously I'm private, so she doesn't know when I slag her off. Um, yeah. But she does live in my head rent-free. Someone tw- uh, messaged me the other day saying uh, Adebayo Akinfemwa and Sophie Kikoran living in your head rent-free. And I, yeah, two individuals who do absolutely live in my head rent-free. Yeah, they there do. We go. You, are, you do have a slight obsession a little bit. 
it's it's I think you I think you secretly fancy that sort of scoring. You reckon, yeah. Yeah, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, I've got a thing for people who look like bike seats in fairness. So <laughs> um uh thank you very much for coming on, Stuart. Have you enjoyed the your time on the podcast? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's been good. I, I think um I think my status should be upgraded now from a few to uh many. So been, my cousin Stuart been, been on the pod many times. It probably deserves it now, I think. I yeah. think that's probably fair. Yeah, I do think that's fair. Yeah, I've been on quite a few. Yeah, I'll say many times basically, now. basically a co-host at this point. You've been on more than fucking Sam has recently. So, yeah, that's very fair. Um, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. And that was a 5 out of 10 score. Reminder for Stuart there. So, get on. See if you can beat your score. Get in our DMs. It's only 10 minutes. Bit of a laugh. You get to answer questions. And you might think, these lot are thick as shit. I can't believe no one's got above six yet. Well, prove them wrong. Uh, Liam, have you enjoyed yourself? Of course, mate. Every time. Nice. Nice one. Uh, yeah, we'll be back again, not next week, but the week after, most likely. Um, so until then, thank you very much for listening. And we appreciate all your support. Get involved with our social media, Pipe of Politics, Twitter, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Um, can you tell? I just don't care. No, I do, please. I want, I want. I really want us to go big. I've got a lot of money resting on it. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. And we will speak to you again very, very soon. Mm-hmm.